What's up, guys? Rick here with another episode of Strategy Saturday, where I try to take a larger topic, not just what's going to happen this week or tomorrow or whatever, and try to dive a little bit deeper into it for the betterment of of everyone. And uh, this episode is really in regards to not all scores and not all golfers being created equal. This is a concept that a few years ago I would have called most valuable golfer, uh, but I'll dive into what that actually actually means here over the course of the next few minutes. And this really was sparked by something that I tweeted out last week and it got a lot of traction and people started asking me a lot of questions about it. So I thought this was a really good opportunity to show it. And here's the tweet. It says, uh, despite Bryson DeChambeau finishing T22 at the WGC Workday. He was the seventh highest scoring golfer on DraftKings with 99 points. And that matters. And it makes a big difference. And it happens nearly every single week. I think a lot of times in golf, we are so stuck on... Where are they going to finish in the tournament? Are they going to win? Are they going to finish in the top five? Are they going to finish in the top 10? And for the most part, that's fine. But if you're not inside the top, I don't know, six golfers in the field, it's back to being about fantasy points, right? Because your placement points is not nearly as high as it is if you actually go on to win the golf tournament or finish second. And we rarely talk in terms of fantasy points in golf, which is the only sport that's like this. And there are just countless examples of guys who outperform their finishing position or underperform their finishing position with fantasy points. And maybe we should start considering that, believe it or not, considering fantasy points as a more uh, important metric than we do about actually finishing position. So let me show you a couple of examples and then we can talk about some players that uh, might fit these categories. We can go over to the Holy Grail here on rickrungood.com and we can go to uh, fantasy scoring and I I just threw in a recent tournament. So here's Pebble Beach Pro-Am and I'm just sorting by Uh, DraftKings points. And you can see, here's an example. Tom Hoagie finished 12th in the tournament, but with 94.5 DraftKings points, that was more than Jason Day, who finished 7th. It was more than Paul Casey, who finished 5th. And it was more than Russell Knox, who finished 7th as well. You know, Will Gordon scoring 20, or uh, finishing 21st, but scoring more fantasy points than basically everybody who tied for 16th. Kevin Shrielman, who was who finished in 13th. There really are many examples of these, and I can continue to go back. Let's go to, you know, let's go to waste management to try to find some more examples of these, and I'll click which year I want. Let's just do this year. And you can see, look, here's JT Poston, right? He finished uh, 11th in the tournament, but scored more fantasy points uh, significantly than the guys who finished in 7th for the week, the guy who finished in 10th. I mean, there are countless examples, and there's ones that go the opposite way, like Steve Stricker, who finished 4th, but was the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7th highest scoring player on DraftKings. And I'm just cherry-picking these. These, you know, these happen every single week on the PGA Tour, sometimes more drastic than others, but it really is one of the most overlooked aspects of fantasy golf. And and why does this happen? Well, because the scores that you make on the PGA Tour are not weighed the same as they are in fantasy, right? If you make a birdie and a bogey in real golf on the PGA Tour, you are even par. If you do that in fantasy golf, you are a net gainer, right? Because it is more fantasy points for making a birdie than it is negative points for making a bogey. So making 18 or 18 pars is not as valuable as making nine birdies and then nine bogeys. 
Also, there are birdie streaks, right? If you make uh, three birdies in a row, four birdies in a row, five birdies in a, in a row, depending on what site you're playing on, that is going to be more valuable than it is on the PGA Tour. If you shoot a round, you know, four rounds under 70, you don't get a bonus for that on, on the PGA Tour, but you do on fantasy sites or maybe if you have the low round of the day. All of these things add up over time and you see countless examples of why we should probably be looking at fantasy points, which is a really crazy thing to say. So I whipped up a spreadsheet to try to further illustrate the examples here and try to find some of these golfers that might be more valuable in fantasy than they are on the PGA Tour. Hence, why I used to call this the most valuable golfers, because I thought they were more valuable in fantasy than in other formats. So let me pull up the spreadsheet and we'll take a look at it. All right, so what I've done here is I've just pulled all of the events since the start of the 2020 calendar year, and I took out anybody who did not play at least 10 events in that time period so that we could get a pretty good sample. And and this is a very easy, uh, straightforward spreadsheet. All I did is I took every player, I took their average finish in what the golf tournament was, and I also took their average rank in terms of fantasy points. So if they finished 14th in the tournament, but 15th in DraftKings scoring, uh, that, that's where these numbers are coming from, the two different averages. So for example, uh, let me find a good one here. John Rahm on average finishes 14.58, that position on the PGA Tour. But on average, in the same tournament, he finished 17.83, so basically almost 18th place in fantasy points. So what does that mean? He is actually three spots worse in fantasy formats than he is on the PGA Tour. Should that stop you from playing John Rahm? Absolutely not. It shouldn't. It just should be an idea that the 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 more high, a higher percentage of John Rahm's fantasy points are coming from his finishing position as opposed to coming from birdie streaks or um, you know lowest round of the day or four rounds under 70, things like that. Uh, and there are really good examples of this. So then this MVG score, this is essentially saying how many points or how many places better or worse are you on average in terms of fantasy points than your finishing position in the golf tournament. So John Rahm, 3.25 positions worse in fantasy. We have some positive guys. How about Bryson DeChambeau? Bryson DeChambeau on average finishes one position better on fantasy sites than he does in the actual golf tournament. Russell Henley, uh, very poor in terms of value in, ter- in in fantasy. He finishes nearly six and a half shots, or excuse me, six and a half positions worse on fantasy sites than he does in the actual golf tournament. He's kind of a grinder, doesn't make a whole lot of birdies, but he doesn't make a whole lot of bogeys either. So this is a really interesting way to look at this. And, and I know what you're thinking, like Rick, it's one, it's one spot. It's two spots. Uh, it's, it's five spots. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, this is the average, right? It is. It's the same way as if I say, oh, that hole is playing a, a half shot under par or the course is playing two shots over par for the day. It sounds like nothing. It's a lot. It's an average. It, it ends up being quite a significant bit. So um, let me show you the, the most valuable and least valuable players in this format as well, because I think you're going to start to see what types of golfers these are. So here are the most valuable golfers. Uh, Chesson Hadley 
on average finishes four spots better in terms of fantasy points, his rank there than he does in the golf tournament. He on average finishes 31st in DraftKings points. He finishes 35th in the golf tournament. Will Gordon is next. Jordan Spieth, Keith Mitchell, Scott Harrington, Phil Mickelson, Cameron Champ, Carlos Ortiz. Are, are, are any of these standing out to you? Uh, these are volatile players, very volatile. Jordan Spieth, perfect example. You know, he can go nuts, have a great day, finish inside the, you know, the top five for the week, um, make a lot of fantasy points either way. Cause he's going to make a lot of birdies. He's going to make a lot of bogeys. Um, so that is why he's more valuable in fantasy formats than in other position than in other, um, things, right? That like, then like the leaderboard, uh, let's go to the opposite end of this. So these are guys, w- what should happen is when we flip this over, these should be the more steady guys, the guys that don't really do all that much. And you can kind of see that Bo Hogue is what I would deem as the least valuable fantasy player, because on average, he finishes 28th in the golf tournament, but 36th in fantasy scoring, Pat Perez, James Hahn, Jason Duffner, Stuart Sink. I mean, look at uh, Stuart Sink, I think is, is the epitome of this, right? He's just going to make a lot of pars. He's going to make a couple of bogeys. He's going to make a couple of birdies. He's not going to do anything super crazy, and it doesn't really help in terms of of fantasy scoring. So um, this is again, and and now that we have that kind of in our minds here, let me just go back and show you kind of based on the best players. So you know, Justin Thomas, a small negative here, meaning he's less valuable in fantasy formats. Dustin Johnson as well. John Rahm, Daniel Berger, Webb Simpson, Xander Shoffley, really all the guys who are finishing at the top of the leaderboard uh, more frequently are not as valuable in fantasy formats because of, I guess, how steady they are, right? Um, you know, the, the first big name that you get is that being more valuable would be Bryson DeChambeau uh, than Patrick Reed. These are streaky, streaky golfers. So um, maybe it's more beneficial to look for these types of golfers down in middle tiers and lower tiers because there's there's more volatility there and also the finishing position points don't matter as much. Uh, so maybe that's a better way to look at this. But I did just want to point out there are stark contrasts between uh, lots of different golfers, how they get to the same score, how they get to their fantasy points. And I think you should be considering it. And if this is interesting, maybe I can make this into a tool on the site um, where it kind of updates each week and we can see, oh, this, you know, this person ranked in this. Like, I don't know. I I can figure something out if that interests you. Let me know. Leave a comment below or tweet me at Rick Run. Good. Uh, Best of luck. And I will talk to you guys soon.